0: Welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica Peretti, astrologer, yoga teacher, and real housewives historian. Each week, I give you a peek into the heavens so you can harness the energy of the planets up there and dictate your fate down here on Earth. Hey guys, welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica Peretti, and we're coming off a really big week. So last week, we had our full moon lunar eclipse in the sign of Sagittarius and the moon was fairly close to the south node which is what it makes it an eclipse when a new moon or a full moon is close to the nodes of fate and whenever we're working with the nodes we're working with our destiny. Last week that eclipse was the first in a series of eclipses which are going to take us through the end of 2021 So I talked last week a lot about how astrology is this study of patterns and cycles, and the cycles and the patterns, they all overlap and layer and thread through one another. So while we are starting a new story, or we started a new story last week that won't get wrapped up until the end of 2021... We're moving into a new moon solar eclipse next week that will start to wrap up some of our previous story from the past couple of years. So it's really interesting. We're in this time that we're always beginning and ending. We're always beginning and ending, just like the breath teaches us. Every inhale needs an exhale. Every exhale needs an inhale. So we're always making space with the exhale Bringing in something new with the inhale. You don't have space to bring in something new if you don't let something go. And the moon cycle is the same way. The moon cycle is we wane as after the full moon. We make space, we let go, we release so that we can bring in after the new moon when the moon is waxing. So we are in that waning phase right now. We are in that winding down phase of this moon cycle. This moon cycle, which started nearly three weeks ago with the new moon in Gemini, we are in that waning phase. We're in the down the other side of the mountain, if you will. And that full moon was a really intense one. I was lucky enough to be on the beach this weekend. And Friday was the actual full moon during the afternoon. And we saw it Friday night, but then Saturday night was a really clear night. I took beautiful pictures of the moonlight. It was so bright and so close. And it was being so perfectly reflected in the ocean water. And it was really magical. And in those moments when you get to get out of the city, at least for me, because I'm a city girl, when you get to get out of the city and be in nature in a place where you can see the stars and the moon, all of this feels so much closer, so much more real, so much more like, oh this is why it has such a pull on us, right? So hopefully you got to spot that moon. And we, every night now, we have a little bit less moonlight as we are in this waning phase. And so the waning phase where we are right now is really about harvesting what we created in the first half of the moon cycle, having gratitude and letting go of what's no longer serving us. So anyway, I'm in the middle of a moon meditation challenge in the Luminary League, so I'm just thinking a lot about the moon cycle right now. And you can still hop in on that. So you can always head over to my website and check out the Luminary League and join us there. And we talk about the moon cycle, and we talk about how to work with it, and we do a new moon and a full moon workshop, and we just have a lot of fun. So if you're interested in all this stuff, if you like the podcast, then it's just really an expansion of what we talk about here on the podcast. So Anyway, I'm sharing that to tell you that the energy is coming down. We're starting to feel a little bit of release. And you know, this full moon lunar eclipse we had that last week, it really geared up even before the eclipse hit. It was almost like the eclipse itself was anticlimactic because all of the revving up was so intense early in the week. And of course, I'm talking about the protests. And of course, I'm talking about I guess vandalism, I'll say. And of course, I'm talking about the general unrest in our society right now. And that unrest is warranted. And we are still in Gemini season. So don't be surprised that we're still in the land of duality and the twins. On one side, we have peaceful protests and people fighting for a more just world. And on the other side, we have people taking advantage of the protests and vandalizing stores and people taking that, you know, that vandalism and making it mean something about the protests and crafting their own story, right? So Gemini is all about our own self-expression. So Sagittarius rules the truth and Gemini is sort of like our interpretation of it. And so there's always two interpretations of the truth. And that's why we have a lot of us and them situations going on right now. We have the brutality of the police. We have the peaceful protesters. We have the people siding with the police, the people siding with the protesters. Very obvious which side I'm on. And there's a lot of different stories and a lot of different information that's going on. And we've been seeing that through the COVID crisis too, that there's two warring factions of Information because we've had this Gemini energy in the air for quite some time. Even before the sun got here, we had Mercury here, we had Venus here. So we've been dealing with the duality and the twins and the two interpretations of the truth for quite a while. And we saw that with COVID. We saw that with the people that are really hung up on the conspiracy theories and the people that are listening to the scientists. You know, I've seen so much in the past, you know, we haven't been focused so much on the pandemic, rightfully so, because this is, you know, an incredible moment in our history to focus on human rights and how we can actually make the ideals of this country real. And this week we have a lot of Neptune and Neptune represents our ideals. So it's a perfect time to be looking at your ideals and how you can live them. In this life. But, you know, with the COVID crisis, I just want to mention that there's some really positive stuff out there about how impactful the actions we've taken have been. And I saw something last night on the news with a scientist, and he was talking about how it's really amazing and what, and probably the most amazing thing he's ever seen in his life to see how we all as human beings banded together globally to take these actions, to stay at home, to wear masks, and we flatten the curve. Now, there are spikes happening in other parts of the US. I'm here in New York where we're starting to reopen. We're starting to feel like life is coming back. We're feeling really good. We had our first you know, couple of days of no deaths from COVID-19. But there are other places in the country where things are on the increase, not on the decline. So don't think because there's lots of positive news coming out. I'm not being a fear monger. I'm just saying don't get lackadaisical in your precautions. Because again, astrology is about cycles, astrology is about patterns. And what we're seeing in terms of those cycles and patterns is that we're going to have. A revisit to some of the things that we've dealt with this spring. So I just want to mention that. But let's get into the astrology. So I talked a little bit about the duality of Gemini, you know, we we went through feeling like, "Oh my gosh, I'm waking up and I'm completely devastated by the state of the world." We had feelings of being proud of peaceful protests and also being worried about those protesters amidst a pandemic, right? You know, the possibility of more spread. We had peaceful protesters and destructive vandals and violent police. We had a new path being created and people that are stuck on holding on to the old ways. And that's always going to happen in any evolution. There are going to be people that don't want things to change, and there are going to be people that are ready to create the change. Last week, we talked a little bit about that meme that's going around the internet about Pluto and Capricorn, and it last time Pluto was in Capricorn was the revolution, and July 4th, Independence Day, and all of that, and yes, the US is in its Pluto return, so that is one of the reasons that we're experiencing this massive unrest and these real, real hard looks at the reality of our society. And that's Pluto and Capricorn coming back to where it was when the U.S. was born, when the Declaration of Independence was signed. And we're going to be talking about that for the next two years because the actual moment is in 2022. But you know, Pluto moves slow, so he's pretty close already. And um, we're going to be feeling that more and more and more and more as we get close to that. So these are all good things. It's part of our evolution. Pluto really helps us release the stuff that's not good so that we can build something new it's the phoenix rising from the ashes. Anyway, so we talked about all of that last week. Go back to last week's podcast if you want to hear more about that. I just wanted to mention that because that meme is getting sent around a lot. Neptune being in Pisces, we're going to talk about that today. So that was something I wanted to mention, and we did talk about it extensively last week, so I don't want to get too much into that today. But this is a Neptune week, okay? And I just want to mention the two vibrations of Neptune. So Neptune is the ruler of Pisces. And Neptune is the god of the ocean. And there's two vibrations of every planet. There's two vibrations, really probably infinite, but there's a high vibration and a low vibration of every planet, of every sign. And so the high vibration of Neptune is that it makes us more intuitive. It makes us more psychically sensitive. It rules our dreams and our fantasies. Fantasies can go either way. If you're stuck in your fantasies and you're not living in reality, that cannot be so healthy. But the ability to imagine and fantasize is really important for us as human beings, for our creativity, for example. So that is the high end, right? But then the low vibration of Neptune is that it can make us delusional, It can plunge us into addiction. It can make us a little bit naive. It can make us primed for being fooled. And so we have a lot of Neptune this week. So I want you to be really careful with information you're taking in. I want you to really lean into the high vibration of Neptune and focus on your intuition and your inner knowing. And remember, we're still in Gemini season. So everyone has their own interpretation of the truth. And you really have to stick with your gut and know what yours is. So I'm recording this on Tuesday. We started the week with the moon in Aquarius. It is eclipse season. So we've got two more eclipses to come. So emotions are amped up no matter what. Okay. So even though this week is a more chill one than God, and I think it's going to give us a lot of time for reflection and introspection because we do have a lot of Neptune and Neptune likes those things your emotions may still be amped up. You might be emotionally exhausted. Give yourself a break. Neptune loves to sleep. This is a great week to come back to your meditation practice, to come back to your journal, to get a few extra hours of sleep every night. So we are sort of in that moment of like the calm before the next storm surge. So you know how when you, have a storm there's waves of it like like you get that first hit of lots of rain and then maybe you get a little moment of respite and then you get another hit of a lot of rain and then maybe that happens a few times if you live in some place where you have hurricanes you're probably pretty familiar with that so I don't live in that place where my mother does. So I know a little bit about it, but I'm not, I'm not a weather expert. But it was just an example I was thinking of. Like we get these surges of emotion. We get these surges of high energy during eclipse season. And this week is kind of like a little bit of a lull in that, but it doesn't mean that it's over. So if last week was super intense for you and you're like, oh, thank God it's over. Well, there's more coming. So I'll mention that, but I just wanted to say that, like give yourself the time and the space this week to really do the self-care and to get the rest because we have two more eclipses on the way. So Venus is also, she's still retrograde and she's now in, last week we had the Venus and the sun conjunct and now she is coming to us as her morning star. Sign So that means that she is like in that warrior goddess place and she's not necessarily interested in being wooed. She's interested in having her voice heard. So the female warrior, the goddess warrior is really with us. Right now, um, and I wanted to mention that because today, as I record on Tuesday, the Moon is working with Venus. So we have some simpatico energy going on between Venus and Gemini and the Moon and Aquarius. And Aquarius is really interested in the future and what we're building for the future, how everyone can be treated equally. So this beginning of this week can be a really productive time to do some work on all that that you're learning about being an anti-racist or unlearning about the way you were taught, the beliefs you were taught, there can be this can be a really productive time for that kind of work. Hey, did you know that I have an astro-obsessed girls club that is waiting to welcome you? Yep, it's called the Luminary League, and we meet every full moon for a live workshop online. We talk astrology, do a little meditation, a writing exercise, and then... Wait, this is the best part. I do mini readings for a few women right there in the virtual room. Ever wonder how the full moon is impacting your chart personally? Well, now you don't have to. I also send out a new moon ritual every month to all the members. So it's kind of like having your own personal astrologer in your back pocket. Come on over to veronicaperetticom astrology to learn more and to sign up. Wednesday this week, the moon is going to be working with the sun. They're going to be in a trine. And this is going to be a great day to communicate that gratitude for your friends, for your community, talk to people. It's going to be a nice time to connect with people, especially in your community, in your friendship circle, your social circle, because Aquarius rules our friendships. So this is a good time to connect with your people that you feel like When you're with them, you feel like you belong. It's really, really, really great day to connect with them and and share your gratitude for them. And that's Wednesday. On Thursday, the moon's going to move into Pisces. And that's going to kind of kick off our our Neptune vibes. So the sun is squaring Neptune on Thursday. So it's not that we're only going to feel it on Thursday. We're going to be feeling the Neptune vibes all week. But That's the day that we're going to have that perfect square. And when the sun squares Neptune, it can illuminate, perhaps, what's underlying the surface of your thoughts, so the subconscious. So Neptune rules dreams, Pisces rules dreams, and when Neptune's in Pisces, we definitely, and the Neptune gets activated in the chart, you're definitely going to have some more dreams that you might remember, some dreams with memories, some more potent dreams, maybe even nightmares. So the sun's going to be illuminating the subconscious realm. This is a great time to reflect rather than act. So reflect on the actions you want to take versus running to take action. It can be an aspect that makes us feel lost or confused. And Neptune, again, you know, the high vibration of Neptune is that intuition, that meditative state, that connection with spirit. But the low vibration of Neptune is illusions, delusions, confusion. So you might feel that way. The same day, on Thursday, Venus is going to be um, sextile and Chiron, which is the wounded healer. So I do think that there is a great opportunity this week to heal. Heal some of the stuff in your relationships that maybe is being brought up by that Neptune, maybe some subconscious fears. Venus is retrograde in Gemini, bringing up a lot of our fear, bringing up a lot of our our feelings of not being worthy, our feelings of not being valued. Because Venus rules all things in our relationships, but also our values. So Neptune is ideals, Venus is values. So if you're feeling like there's some lingering sense of not being loved, not being worthy, not being cherished or respected in the way that you want to be in your relationship that might come up around Thursday. And once you illuminate it, it's a really good time to communicate it. That rhymed. I didn't mean for it to rhyme. But once it's illuminated, you can communicate it. So that's something that that could be really positive that comes out of this week. So on Friday, the moon is going to meet up with Mars and Neptune, and this is going to give us a little preview of the Saturday aspect that we're going to be experiencing, which is Mars conjunct Neptune at 20 degrees Pisces. So Mars is the god of war. He can be angry and frustrated. He's in Pisces. It's not really where he likes to hang out. He can be a little passive aggressive when he's in Pisces. Neptune's also in Pisces, obviously, because they're meeting up, they're conjunct. And Neptune, again, rules the subconscious. It can be, you know, our dreams, our intuition. When these two get together, it can make us, okay, first on the high vibration, it can make us very sensual. It can make us feel like, it can make it a really potent time to connect with your partner. Another thing on the high vibration is it can really, really keep you motivated on working toward equality for humanity and justice because Mars is a warrior. And when Mars is in Pisces, he's tuned into the collective, what we're all feeling collectively. So On the high vibration, Mars conjunct Neptune can help us continue to stay connected to that pulse that's driving us to fight for justice. These are all high vibration things, good stuff. On the other hand, it can make us very frustrated. It can make us fall into illusion and delusion. It can make us really run with the conspiracy theories it can put us into that state of running toward being fooled. Yeah. The other thing is Pisces rules hospitals. So we really want to pay attention to what's going on with the numbers this weekend with the pandemic, with the coronavirus, because when Mars and Neptune get together in Pisces, it'll be interesting to see if there is an uptick this weekend, now, I want to mention that they are getting together at 20 degrees Pisces, and Mercury was here at this point, right when we were really in the throes of the shutdown, when stuff was getting real, you know, early to mid-April. So we're having a little glimpse back at that time, you know, we're, we're going to have a little, we may have a little reminder of what that felt like that confusion, that not knowing the future, you know? The other thing is that Saturn is in Aquarius, but he is retrograde. And he's in Aquarius now, but he's gonna head back into Capricorn on July 2nd. So I do want you to keep your eye. You know, we do have a new moon solar eclipse coming next week, but we're gonna have another full moon lunar eclipse coming July 4th, 5th. So fourth for the West Coast, fifth for the East Coast, but it's literally like right after midnight. Saturn will go back into Capricorn then, which will be interesting because that's kind of when all of this stuff was heating up, when Saturn was at the the anaerotic degrees of Capricorn, the last degrees of Capricorn. So we're going to pay attention to what Saturn is up to in the coming months. Okay, coming weeks really. Well, coming months, you know, few months, weeks, all of it. Saturn's going to be retrograde until till mid-September. So, you know, people always ask me, when is this going to end? I don't know when it's going to end, but I'm really paying attention to Saturn. So I would say Saturn and Mars are really the guys that I'm paying attention to right now in terms of the pandemic. And I would say, you know, with Saturn being retrograde through September, Mars is also going to have a big retrograde in the fall. So, you know, we're going to have to be stay vigilant. That's that's the main thing. On Sunday, Pluto is going to square Eris. Now, I never talk about the asteroids with you guys, but I wanted to mention this because this is war energy. Pluto and Mars, really, they share that war energy, power. Eris is also, she's the goddess of war. And Eris and Pluto, they have like a real, uh, challenging relationship because Eris is one of the reasons that Pluto was downgraded from being a planet, even though we consider him a planet in astrology. So they have a real challenging relationship. There's some definite war energy going on there and they are going to square on Sunday. So Saturday, Sunday, you might notice that you are Yearning for a fight. So, really pay attention to that. Also, on Sunday, the sun is going to have an adjusting aspect to Pluto which means we're going to have some really powerful urges. So you might not be able to control yourself. If you want to start that fight, it might just spill out of you before you even realize what you're saying. So just notice all of that. And mind you, this whole time, Mercury is in cancer. And Mercury, when Mercury is in cancer, our thoughts are driven by our emotion. And our thoughts are very much really driven by the moon because cancer is ruled by the moon. So when mercury, our mind is being ruled by the moon because mercury is in cancer, we're very changeable. Every couple of days, we have a different perspective on things. We want something different. We think of things differently you know, our ability to see something changes. So we're in that phase right now. Now, just a little peek into next week, Mercury is going to go retrograde next week. So we're already in the shadow period of Mercury retrograde in Cancer. The sun's going to move into Cancer on the 20th. Mercury is going to go retrograde in Cancer on the 18th. The sun's going to move into Cancer on the 20th. And we're going to have a new moon solar eclipse right after the sun moves into Cancer on 621, the summer solstice. So, next week's going to be a real big week. And so, this week, give yourself the space, spend some time with that Neptune part of yourself. Turn inward, get the journal, do the meditation, sleep more, take a bath. You know, Neptune in Pisces really wants you to feel your emotions. You don't have to work through them, you don't have to find a productive. Use for them. You can just feel them. You can just be with them. You can allow yourself to rest if you're tired. You can allow yourself to go out there and protest and yell and scream if that's what you're feeling and you're needing. So, really listen to your emotions right now because, again, with Mercury and Cancer in the pre shadow of retrograde, we are being ruled by our emotions. So, Yeah, good stuff. Good times. I know it's a lot, even though this is a chill week, it's not that chill. There's still a lot, as you can tell, because I've been talking for a long time here. But really, I want you to make sure that you use this week to rest up and take care of yourself. And you can't do the work of changing the world if you don't fill your cup first. So make sure that you take care of yourself, that you get enough sleep that you do whatever your spiritual practice is, that you check in on the people you love, connect with them. That can be super nourishing, especially on Wednesday when the moon trines the sun and they're both in air signs. Yeah. So really do the things that are fulfilling for you so that you can keep your cup full and go out there and do the work that you're meant to do in the world. And maybe that is protesting and maybe that is donating and maybe that is putting together a fundraiser. And maybe that is having really hard conversations with your friends and family about all of these important issues. I know I had a really hard conversation with my mother today because she is not taking the threat of COVID seriously. And she is in Florida where things are on the incline, not the decline. And, um, Yeah, we're all having hard conversations right now with our family and our friends, and it is an intense time. There's a reason we don't do manifestation work during eclipse time. The sun and the moon, they're not operating and they're not functioning the way they normally do because they are eclipsed. You know, They're partially in the dark or totally in the dark depending on the eclipse, but these are partial eclipses that we're working with this season, And because they're not functioning normally and they're not able to be their full luminous selves, we don't do manifestation work. This period of time, eclipse season, is really about tuning in to where the energetic vibration is taking you. I know that I always preach, you dictate your own fate, and I truly do believe that. But I also think, know that eclipse seasons are incredibly powerful. And in my experience, I almost ha- always have some sort of physical manifestation of the energy. So notice how you're feeling in your body. A lot of people get super tired. Maybe you'll get aches and pains like me. There was one eclipse series where I kept getting back spasms so crazy. And It's really, really interesting to just see how you physically, mentally, emotionally respond to these eclipses. It's a great time for reflection, for witnessing, not necessarily for pushing things forward. Pay attention to the opportunities and the signs that are put in your path. Again, I always preach you dictate your own fate, and I truly believe that, but I also believe that dictating your own fate means that you are in conscious co-creation of your life, of your destiny, with the universe, with the God of your own understanding. So there are moments in life where we have to get quiet and listen and pay attention. This is one of those moments. And there are moments in life where we need to tell everyone else to take a seat, and we need to you know, drive the car. So this is a moment where we're all having a divine opportunity to listen, to pay attention to where the energy is driving us, and know that in four to six weeks, there's gonna be something happening in your life that you could not have predicted. Four weeks ago, because that's how eclipses work. So, I hope this was helpful. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, find me on Instagram. I post astrology stuff usually in my stories pretty frequently. I kind of took a break last week and was posting a lot more in solidarity with the protesters, but I'll get back to more astrology this week you know, especially my Real Housewives Astrology because you know I love to share my Bravo Astrology with you guys on Instagram. And that's it. If you're interested in uh, reading with me, I do have spots open later in June. And um, if you're interested in joining us for the last week and a half of the Moon Meditation Challenge and the Luminary League, you can come on over and join. And then you'll be in for the next two eclipses. And trust me, they're gonna be big, big ones, especially that July 4th, July 5th. Capricorn full moon eclipse. That is going to be big. I am interested to see if we have similar big, 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 big news going on at that time. All right. So lots of love to you guys. Take care of yourselves and give yourself space to experience the high vibrations of Neptune this week. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Oh, and if you like the show, please take a moment to leave a review. It will help more people just like you use astrology to dictate their own fate.